All right. Here we go. I am so grateful and so thankful for the infinite love, the pure intelligence, the wisdom, and the clarity of pure spirit. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds and to organize ourselves for more peace, more love, and more joy. So grateful and so thankful that infinite intelligence is our guide. So grateful and so thankful to consciously say yes to the liberation of our small selfish self. We're aligning with the higher Holy Spirit self. We are grateful to make this journey in this life, this life of love. We are grateful to be of service to each other and to ourselves as well as our community. We are grateful and thankful that all of our problems have been solved. And we gather together to remember and to know and to recognize these truths and more. We open ourselves to receive. We open ourselves to a healing, a healing dialogue, a healing conversation. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. So, now oddly, it looks to me like everybody's got their video off. We've got a couple people on the phone. So, Arba, would you mind telling us how you're doing right now? How are things going for you? How about you, Phil, since you just turned on your camera? How are things going for you and your family? Okay. Hey. Hey. Hi, Jennifer. Hey. Hi, everyone. And uh, thanks for asking me. So, yeah, it's going pretty, I would say, I'm trying to find the right word to describe it. Um. It, it is challenging, and I think there is also the feeling of hope, you know, that uh, things are going to change and things are changing, mm-hmm. and seeing this as an opportunity for deeper awakening, and, uh, you know, I think when the COVID started, it was like more like a give us the pause and just to reflect and to act from that place of really being in touch with, at least for me, um, more than my family, I guess. It is a deeper awareness because I thought that I was way ahead of then where I am. And uh, I'm saying this in a way in a way where I'm noticing 
or have a deeper awareness of what is. Whereas I think otherwise I was going on from one thing to another and there was not that deeper awareness. But now I feel there is a lot more deeper awareness of my own judgments. And it's it's my own judgment even towards myself. So even I've been looking at, you know, what type of relationship do I have with my own self? Is my relationship as a holy relationship or is it as a special relationship? And I am also noticing that how much of my relationship with my own self is a special relationship. Mm. You know? And so that is that 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 has been uh, a really big thing for me. And you know, uh, one of the questions that uh, Rosalind had asked us on the class with Enneagram, you know, would something that you you would say about yourself, and you know, how do you? in terms of Enneagram, and I had shared that it mine was more with uh, not feeling that or not having the sense of belongingness. And, you know, I shared that, and then I started reflecting more, and I prayed about it. And the spirit showed me that it was not the sense of belongingness, but it was something else. And it was me feeling separate from my higher Holy Spirit self, almost feeling that I am alone and God has left the building. So that was much more powerful for me. And, you know, which is also helping me to see how my the client that are showing up for me, how much of that separateness is in us, and so this everything that's happening around me is the representation of the separateness that I am going within myself. I don't know if I'm making sense or if I'm rambling too much. No, you make sense. I see Arva nodding her head there. So I have so many questions for you. So one question is, you brought up your clients and separation. Are you, um, how are you experiencing the flow of your coaching business during this time? I feel the the flow is more. It's 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 you know really from that place of really helping or working together in partnership to get more connected because um, I also noticed that uh, the client that are showing up is like uh, struggling <laughs> and, you know, feeling like, you know, oh, this, this is not working. And I am also seeing that more like an opportunity for them to, if there's something that is not working, what what is what are you willing to do? 
with what is not working how are you owning that within you what is not uh, not working versus you know <clears throat> feeling like a victim because i i noticed that me my sense of not feeling or feeling that i don't belong had nothing to do with my sense of belonging it all had to do with me not connecting with my own self and playing that little bit of a victim card you know <laughs> that i am experiencing this and this is so because the underlying thing was even though i shared you know i said i feel that i don't understand others and others don't understand me but i still felt that there was a little bit of a victim card in that and that i think made me to look deeper what's what's going on for me what what is the no, not feeling that i belong where is that stemming from and i think this is that's why i feel there is a lot more opportunity right now and which has turned the mirror inward and has <clears throat> this time of pause has really helped and even though i might be noticing or lot more stuff in myself it's not from that place of making myself wrong or feeling that oh it was not there before but i am so grateful that i have deep awareness of it and i'm able to look at it and so that i can really be free and heal myself that's beautiful and i appreciate you asking and i think for my family that they they are i think they're going through their own process and here is for me an opportunity to respect and allow them to have that have their process because one thing uh, i don't know am i taking too much time jennifer one more thing i wanted to share yeah go ahead okay um you know uh, we had a big protest on last sunday yeah i saw your and uh, my whole family we all i even i wanted to go but my intention in going was i want to go to hold the intention of that being a peaceful thing but i i don't know what and it still hasn't still not figured it out i was so emotional like you know i even now like i can i was just my tears were just flowing and i could not even explain and you know i decided to go and i just decided to pray or well i was there and i know each one each one made their own you know in my family my husband my daughter they made the a poster and they carried it and initially you know i said i don't want us um, this was my way i recognized my way was controlling i said i don't want to us to just make a poster which 
puts down anyone, but I would like us to have the posters or whatever you're making, the plaque, whatever you're making, to have the component of peace, oneness, love. And, and my daughter had like the fist. And, you know, I, I saw my own judgment coming up on that. And I said to her, what does the feast mean? And, you know, I just left it. And then below she wrote, you know, Black, Life Mat Black Lives Matters. And I thought to myself, you know, I would have loved something else to be there too. But then I thought, that's my journey and not her journey. And I'm, I'm going to respect her for what her journey is. Previously, Jennifer, I can tell you that. I would have said, if you're doing that, I'm not coming. And I didn't do that. Because I, I thought love or peace is, all, is more my own journey. And maybe it's not hers. And I don't want to judge her for that. Right. Yeah. Well, you're her teacher, so it's important to investigate what is the message she would like to send, what is the thing that she is um, communicating, what is her intention. Uh, and so, yeah, having a, a dialogue. But... You know, look, at her age, I think it's perfectly reasonable if a parent were to say, I feel super uncomfortable with the, with that fist because of the fist, what does it mean? What does it mean to shake your fist at somebody? It's provocative. It's angry. So what, if you were going to use your words, what would, how would you use your words to convey the, the thing that you, are interested in conveying what's most important. So having those kinds of dialogues, which it sounds like you did, is super important. You know, super, super duper important. Um, and I, I also have a question, sort of shifting the topic a little bit. For so I was sharing in one of the classes this week um, that I had back when I was in my twenties. I got very interested in Gandhi and was reading about Gandhi and, Gandhi and reading his autobiography and whatnot. Um, so I'm sure you know, probably all three of you know, that when Gandhi went from India to South Africa, he was shocked to be considered now a black person um, and, and to experience racism in a way he had never experienced it before in India. So I'm curious, um, how do you identify? And um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. I, I don't think I ever identify with any, you know, <laughs> because I always said to myself, and I always share this, that I grew up on an island, and I always or from the time I had this awareness, I felt I'm like the water on the island, so I'm not the mass. 
you know, the dry land. So, so for me, I am just being, I'm a human and with no identity with this or that, but just, just, just having wanting so much for my own self and in other words, for everyone to have that oneness and, you know, and really respect each one and respect people with differences. So that's where I think I'm in with my whole process, but um, I appreciated you saying that, you know, I could, I, I should have asked my daughter, you know, what is the message, which I did not. And I'd like to talk with her about it. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't go further. I stopped because I, I don't think they even knew how emotional I was feeling. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't want anybody to see that. And except that I, one thing that I did, I sent it um, WhatsApp. I uh, a couple things that I did. I came on the prayer call in the prayer room and I asked for prayers. And I said, this is something little. I don't know to, because I don't. I even till this date, I don't know to explain what is. And it's not that I did this for the first time. As a social worker, we always had demonstration, and I joined all of this demonstration when I was doing my master's in social work, you know. And so it was not like it is the first time experience for me, like it was the first time for my daughter. And, and so uh, there's something that is healing, and I keep on turning it on to the Holy Spirit and saying, I don't know, I don't understand, I have no clue. You do whatever, if and if I need to know, you show me the way I understand it because I said I'm a slow learner. <laughs> you know, show me the way. Have you had conversations with your daughter about her experiences of racism? Um, recently, what has, um, I guess we have quite a bit of conversation and in the household we have there has been a lot of movies that have been watching uh, and they are mainly you know I, I can't even remember the name the one that we watch what they can't see or something like that or it was about these um, uh, five kids that were jailed when they were like underage yeah we watched that and then you know we talk about it and so different ones they we we have been watching several of those and some of ones you know i find i i, I have difficulty because i feel there's so much of that separation comes up for me and I can't, I can't even watch. So even I'm physically there, I shut it off because I'm not able to 
I almost, I guess I have a judgment because I feel the separation is only getting more stronger by me watching it. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want it for myself. As much as, you know, even if there are movies that are chosen in the house, and if it has F word and or violence, I say, no, y'all can watch. I'm not going to watch. And often it is changed to what I want. But, you know, and but I'm also appreciating that I am not just going along as I would do otherwise. I'm able to say, no, that doesn't serve my highest and feel comfortable to say, instead of making others wrong, but to say, you know, now I'm going to fast and I, I'm and I'm peaceful. I can do my, I have a lot of other stuff to do. I can. I don't have to go through that suffering. Yeah, there's a lot to look at here. There's a lot to unpack. And um, I, I really appreciate the depth of your sharing. I, I have more questions that I'd like to ask you, but I want to, I would like to take time with others. But I, I do, I, one big question I have that you can ponder, and you don't, you know, obviously you don't have to explain it to me, but um, you were saying that you were feeling so emotional around the demonstration, but you didn't want anyone to know. And I, and again, you don't have to answer this now, we'll go on to the next person, but I'd be curious to know why you didn't want your loved ones to know that you were feeling so emotional. So we can, we can, you can think about that and we'll come back. Um, uh, Araba, I'd like to know, because you've been in, in, you know, I've seen you this past week and things, but I haven't heard you really, I haven't had a chance to really connect with you. And uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Thank you for the opportunity, um, and I loved Phil's share. <laughs> um, so it's been a journey. I think at this point in time, I am, I've shifted into this place where I have begun to own the fact that I can no longer stay small, that I, this, <laughs> so, um, and you were not small last Sunday. You were so you. Well, thank you, and and that was part of it. Last week, I I made that decision. I decided to begin to claim that you know I am a speaker, an author, a a teacher of ACIM, and a spiritual counselor. And as soon as I did that, things started coming up, and so. For me, the journey started with a lot of grief. Um, my son turned 12 in May a few weeks ago, and um, and so there was just a lot of heartache around all of this. I never watched the video or anything like that, but it just the heaviness, a heaviness. And um, you know, I spent one day, and the kids were here, and I was just sobbing, uh, and I was just played. Um, change going to come over and over and over again. And, you know, that was a great way for me to release. And then um, 
the grief group has been an amazing resource. And when we had our meeting, it was the Monday following all of this. And so all of that came up. And then how all of what is happening in the world is also triggering people's grief, other grief um, as well. And so I really have had an opportunity through that group to look at my grief, look at the things around that. And then, as I said, I just said, you know, I can't let the fear no longer is enough to stop me. So I've, um, I read your blog on Sunday and that prompted me, spirit prompted me to reach out to see if I could pray. And, um, and it all worked out beautifully. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's the summary of everything for me. Now, my children, they've protested. They've made their own signs because um, their dad is very active um, in community involvement. So they have been to protests and things with me. Now, we haven't done anything around this specifically, but we, we have conversations in our household and um, I also had the opportunity to do some debriefing with uh, with Amy as well, and um, and and I I think that I I have a very I have a unique perspective in that I am from Ghana, West Africa, and I grew up in this country, but my household was very British and very African. And then I had the experience of also being an African-American in this country, and I married an American, African-American male. So I really see where I have a a way to look at things that might be slightly different from other people and how I can help connect people in seeing, you know, as Phil mentioned, separation and all these things, but see our common threads rather than our differences. So that is what I've decided is my superpower. I'm a connector. Connection is my superpower, Mm -hmm. and I'm interested in being a bridge. So thank you. That's excellent. Have you gotten more counseling sessions? I have, um, yeah, and it's interesting. Some of them are just coming up as people are experiencing grief and I have made it you know clear that I'm very happy to meet with people as they're having acute up things come up and so I've had several come up that way uh, so in the past week from Saturday Friday to this Friday there'll be five this week so more than I had it the one that I have as a standing, and then another client she's beginning to also do weekly. So, so I'm getting there. How about 30 more, and I'll be done. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, I was hoping by talking about it in the Sunday uh, service that people would see you and reach out to you. Um, and, you know, I, I would like to know about, uh, as you, you and Phil are talking about your children. Phil, how old is your daughter now? Is she about 12? She's about 13? 15? 
15. Oh, wow. They, they grow up so fast, right? Um, yeah, that, you know, teens and tweens, uh, that parents need to know how to have this conversation and talk about these things with them. And, um, there's so much for everybody to learn right now. To me, it's like right now, if you aren't an activist who's active, if you're not in the process of learning how to educate yourself and activate, then um, we need to help <laughs> help you because you're going to miss it. And we need everybody on board here right now. And, yeah, everybody just got a huge homework assignment and uh and uh and also community service those two you know simultaneously and um i'm interested i i'm working to develop programs to help us with this and it's like all hands on deck all hands on deck and i'd like to really be able to count on the spiritual counselors and tamalind when you come back i'd like to hear how you're doing um you're still out there um, because um, I think we can share resources and we can be a resource. Uh, I was shocked to hear from a friend of mine that another friend of mine that's a Course in Miracles teacher, and I have many Course in Miracles teacher friends, you know, was saying that they're not a racist, a white person saying I'm not a racist. And it's like, I I just like I I could never say that. I, I I see racist things in my consciousness and I address them, but I for sure see them there. I don't know how honestly, I don't know how and, and it's interesting because I'm learning how to really talk and think about this in much more expanded ways because I have felt what felt like racism to me from African-American spiritual leaders, you know, feeling that, that they favored other African-American spiritual leaders over me. Um, and that it wasn't specific to me. They favored that, you know, the, the uh, African-Americans over, over whites and Latinos, you know, or Asians in the community. And, um, and I felt like, I, 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 in the past, would have called that reverse racism. And I was listening to something the other day who's, where somebody said there's no such thing as reverse racism. And that makes perfect sense to me, too, though that's how it felt to me. Like, it was because of the color of my skin, not the, my consciousness that I was not being given opportunities. But I felt at the time, like, this is, you know, we could also say it's affirmative action. You know, it's affirmative action. And I'm, I'm really on board with affirmative action. And, um, so it's all complicated and, and we need to be able to really talk about these things in depth and detail. And, um, uh, and I'm so interested in these conversations because it, to me, it's all bringing things to the light. And, uh, and so this is what I'm doing, like I normally do with my Living a Course in Miracles classes, which Arba, you've asked me a number of times when you're going to have more of them, and I don't know, but I'm thinking of having some kind of summit about spirituality and racism, 
And um, so I'm also interested in who you folks would like to hear from on those to on that topic, spirituality and racism. And um, I also would like to collaborate with the spiritual counselors and have and create some forums and things and see how we can do things like support parents with children and how you know how can we do all these different things how can we have a focus on grief like the 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 grief um i like i myself i've not seen the the video of of um Floyd being murdered but um and I hope I never do, uh, it's not going to add anything to me. But I could understand that people who do would be supremely triggered by that. And that there's there's a lot of grief coming up for healing. I've had a lot of sadness coming up for healing. And sadness, uh, and I've talked about this in class, that I've been crying a lot uh, with gratitude, but it's also the release of, old, old sadness that we might never get to this day. We might never get that, you know, somehow I could have made my transition and these things would not have been healed, you know, because that would have, that would be a failure for me. That would be a huge failure for me. So I feel very grateful that this is happening now. I just can't tell you uh, how overwhelmingly grateful I am that we get to have these conversations, that we get to do this healing work, and that we get to help our brothers and sisters through it. What I'm very much interested in talking about is what what kinds of things are clients bringing you on these topics. But I also recognize that everybody is not in this you know, Black Lives Matter, racism thing, that other things are going on. Because I for sure know plenty of people that um, their big thing is the pandemic. You know, their big thing is their, they've lost their job, their husband lost their job, their wife lost their job. And now, like, what are they going to do? They don't have their stimulus checks and things like that. So uh, I recognize that we've got everybody's, Almost everybody's in the intensity of density right now, you know, almost everybody. So um, so let me say, I, I, I'd like to ask Tamalyn to share, just, are, are you still in Florida? Did you go to New York? Looks like you're still in Florida. Yes, I'm in Florida. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Hmm. So, because you were going to be in New York now, right? I'm still moving. I'm still leaving. I'm still going. Did did the um the this all this uh civil unrest keep you in Florida longer? Because it's probably safer there or quieter. Uh, no, um, I, Jennifer. Actually, I'm colorblind. Um, I know that it's real, you know, for others, but. All of this stuff that they're doing is, is, is oppressing, you know, to me. It can oppress one. And, um, I looked at the, um, George Floyd, um, you know, video, the audio video that they had out, you know, continuously. 
And uh, and I also looked at all the other things that had happened, you know, with the beating of the black men, you know, with the cops and all of that. And uh, to me, it's, I, you know, you really don't want to hear, want to know what I, my, my true feelings are. It's, I do. I do want to hear that. <laughs> my true feelings are, I'm, I'm colorblind. I can't get no sense out of it. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, yes, it doesn't make sense, but. Yeah, it doesn't, but I just don't know what to say because I, the truth of the matter, you really don't want to hear what I, you know, it's nothing bad. It's just that my truth is my truth that I stand in for many, many years, you know, back in the day when I was with my grandmother, when she raised me and all of this stuff was going on. I it really, it just. You know, I guess I'm weird concerning, but to me, it doesn't, all of it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't really pay attention to it. I don't really talk about it. It's not my conversation. It never been because I get along with everyone, you know, all colors are, you know, because I'm colorblind. So to me, it's a bunch of mess, if you ask me. That's my thing. So it's not negative. I don't feel negative towards it. I feel very positive of people, you know, in the world, the individuals that are going through it and, you know, they're looking at it. But I don't even look at, I don't even own a TV. So, but I do, you know, get to know what's going on in the world, you know, with COVID-19 and all of this stuff. I believe it's just a lot of stuff that they want to depress people, you know, something that they want to do, agenda that they have, and they want to bring it forth to see how people will react you know, to the new order because, you know, I don't know if you all have heard that it's a new order. Have you all heard that there's going to be a new order in the world? I've not heard anything referred to as a new order, no. Yeah. Well, actually, that's what they're doing. They're bringing in a new order, you know, with the vaccination for the COVID-19. So to me, I'm just looking at it in uh, what I'm hearing, you know, in a deeper perspective. But it's all good. But twenty twenty two we should be, you know, not back to normal, but everything will be, you know, just as they set out to do what they're going to do. You know, I heard of martial law. I don't know if you all heard that, martial law. So it's just some things that I've been listening to, you know, and that people probably haven't even heard about, you know. So that that topic is not my favorite, you know. It's not my favorite uh, topic. And um, I just do what I do, you know. Go ahead on and just live and do what God has put me here to do and, you know, love others and work on myself, you know, so that I can live a purpose life here on the earth, you know, and sympathize and empathize with people. But I'm very colorblind. I can't see the color when it comes to racism. I know it's real. I know it's there. But I have never experienced it because I've been I've been around uh, white folks for all my life. I went to school. I was the only black in school. You know, I was raised with them. My my um my grandmother, she was um she was a, a maid 
for for you know for a family in Georgia, and she raised the children, and we played together and all of that, you know. So it was beautiful, you know, with that, you know, with that family, and so it's just so much um, that that what I'm looking at now, it really, you know, it alarms me, but I can't make any sense out of it. So when I can't make any sense out of it, I just don't uh, dwell on it. So well, that's, that's what I got. Yeah, that's that's, that's my yeah. share. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, I have been, um, you know, it's a rabbit hole. I have been aware of various uh, conspiracy theories, as they're called. But I have to say, too, I'll just put my little two cents out there with you folks, that if there actually is a conspiracy, it's not a conspiracy theory, right? And I think if anybody's paying attention, there are conspiracies against the, the average person, you know, in this country and in this world. Yeah. There are many conspiracies against the citizenry by the the wealthy and those who have stolen the power, but we've also given it to them, and that's all. It's all a big rabbit hole, and so I I can only yeah. put so much of my attention on that. I'm more interested in putting my attention on what I'd like to see, but I also I believe in mm-hmm. the change I'd like to see in the world. And I love what Gandhi said when he said, my life is my message. And that's how I live my life. My life is my message. And my, my life is a life of action and activism. And so that's my message is to really have a vision and work towards that vision according to your intuition, not your ego. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tamlin. But I will say one of the, one second, I just want to say this before I forget it. Um, so last week I was talking with one of my best friends who lives in Manhattan and um, she was, she's been riding her bicycle to and from work rather than take the subway. And um, because it feels like it's safer in this time of virus. And um, she passing, one of the sites she passed on the way home was, uh, a suicide person, their body on the sidewalk covered by a sheet. And she said for days and days, it was constant sirens, constant helicopters. There's a lot of intensity. So just before you do go back to New York, make sure you're not going, you know, it's very hard on the nervous system to listen to sirens and helicopters all the time, 24-7. So just make sure you talk with your neighbors before you go home, what what is happening uh, that you'd be subject to in your neighborhood at this time? Because things are changing every day there. So. Yeah, I, I'm in tune with everyone, some of the people that are there, and they're telling me, you know, that what they're doing and what's going on. I said, well, it's the same thing here, you know. So they're protesting, you know, and I saw um, downtown Miami, uh, there was a small group of people. It was about like our group here now that we have here on the Zoom that they were protesting. And uh, they had their signs up and different things, and they were in the street, and, you know, the, the cars would go around them. 
and then they would get thumbs up, you know, oh, you're doing a good job, and, you know, people were running, joggling, you know, and stuff, and sharing, and telling them that they're doing a good job, and it was only about a good 10, you know, about a good 10 of them, and they were, um, there was no black involved, it was just all, you know, Hispanics, and it was um, like, you know, and there was no blacks, and I said, oh, that's interesting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, so I look at stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm numbed. Maybe, you know, but I don't know. It's just like water on a duck's back. You know, I'm just interested in just, you know, sharing with people the good news, the good things about what can be, you know, while yeah. you're here on this planet, you know, because we're here for a purpose. We're all going to die at some time. And so I just want to, like Gandhi, like Gandhi say, you know, I'm living here on purpose, you know, to do my will, to do what God has spirit has want me to do with each other and to love each other and then go on and transition and go on to another another task another assignment <laughs> so and another thing jennifer about my um spiritual counseling right training i have put out um some, some um postings you know on facebook in a different um in different um finding freedom and um the other one, Masterful Living. But the spiritual counseling, I don't think that I'm, I know that I'm connected to the Facebook group, but it's like I can't get in. It's, you know, it's like, do I go to the Facebook and put spiritual counseling in, or do I go to the members login to get it? Because I know I'm there. Okay. But I just can't get access to it. I, I will look it's, at that. Know, is it? Yeah, I'll look at that. I'm sorry. Look that up. Yeah. And things like that, mm-hmm. you can always... Talk with um, yeah. I don't see you listed here in the group, so I'll add, I'll add you. Yeah, right. yeah. But something like that. I joined. I clicked join. Yeah. yeah, I had clicked join right, but I don't. I didn't get no. Mhm. Yeah, I'll add you right now. I because I don't see that you're waiting to join. Yeah. Another thing, Jennifer, is um, getting started um, with the um, spiritual counseling training, with doing my sessions. I am, you know, talking to people outside of, you know, the community. Tamlin, let me just, Uh I want to go back to Kel first, and then we'll come back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Damon, I, I have, I have like a pining question and I have a client in 10 minutes and like, I really want to ask it. Okay, great. And I, and I'm not in masterful living, so I'm not getting as much of the like live group connections with what's going on right now. So I'm like really, um, so like <clears throat> I've been pretty active on Facebook and posting a lot of messages of peace and things like that. And, um, I, I, I've received a lot of clarity and truth around, like, confirmation of my original response and feelings of, like, peaceful protests are what is going to create change and going at it with love and not going at it with violence and riots and and destruction and more violence. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me, and I, <clears throat> and I, I understand that, and I've had a lot of stuff. A lot of people helped me with that um, and getting that confirmation on that, including Araba, thank you, um, with guiding me to all those posts. And um, so 
But my, I have a question about, so I'm curious, and I'm glad of everyone who's shown up here right now because I'm curious about, so something that was brought to my attention was someone said that, um, like, posting things and saying things about how riots and violence isn't going to create change and peaceful responses and protesting will does create change and has created change creates so doing that can create um cause shame among the black community uh and so my question is specific around that because like for me i mean i know we know as as spiritual students like we cannot cause shame in anyone. And, like, I know that on a spiritual level. Um, but I also understand um, how someone could ha feel that way, absolutely, and have that experience, absolutely. And, like, I feel, I feel shame around posting things about being peaceful. And, like, I feel shame as a white person and, like, wanting peace around that and feeling like I don't have the right to, to – to like talk about that because it's not been my experience that I get as angry with things because I haven't been oppressed in this way. Like I, I understand my privilege, but I don't understand what I don't have an experience really. Right. So, so like the, the shame piece is really interesting to me and like how, how can I, I mean, is that just on, on other people to look at their own shame when, if I'm, sharing my opinions on peace being important. I mean, is, am I, is there something else I need to be doing, like that we need to be doing to, to look at that or, or acknowledge that or like validate that for people? Because I get why you would be angry and want to respond in violence. Like I get that. Without being able to relate, I get it. Um, so that's my question because, you know, like in the spiritual community, we, I've had a lot of, I haven't had anyone yet in Course in Miracles community or my spiritual community say, yeah, violence is, is, is um, justified, <laughs> uh, including everyone of color in the community. But it's outside the community, this community, um, that I, I'm struggling with. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a super great question. Super, super great question. And I would like to hear what Arva has to say. Me too. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, Arva. <laughs> so around shame. So, and, and partly because your husband, you know, is has been an, a long-time activist. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, <clears throat> there's a part of me that, I own that everyone, the shame, you really can't create shame for other people. They own that. However, um, what is it that you need to do coming from, as Corinne always says, you know, a white body and saying things? I mean, I think that what is really helpful is to, this, this, this idea of not making people bad and wrong, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, you're having empathy that the situation has triggered someone to feel like violence could be a part of the solution. And you're just saying, you know, how you feel about it, but not making because somebody did something that that's bad or wrong. So the shame piece, and then the shame piece for you personally, um, I guess I will just say what I had said to someone else is that I, I, I don't feel there's any need for you to have shame about that, um, that you are, that your consciousness being one of wanting to be collective and be of love and of peace, I think is part of the healing and that the shame isn't anything that's going to be helpful in terms of moving all of us towards that. Now, having said that, the taking responsibility for your contribution, whether it's passive, like not doing something, or active, um, I think is an individual thing that people need to own. I don't know if that answers your question or not. And I think that, well, what I know is Kofi, he's doing a lot of work within organizations. Um, he's been featured in, like, both the Black Landscape Architects, but also within the larger American Society of Landscape Architecture. And he was invited to do a series of, of work about particularly um, the built community in black communities and the impact of, of, of various things. And so I see that we're both kind of finding our space to be advocates for change and what we'd like to see. I don't know if that helps or not, but. It does. Thank you. <laughs> You know, and I can so get that if I'm feeling moved to violence or my community, my people, people that I seem to be identified with because I'm white and they're white, if they're being violent um, and I have the position that it's understandable, right, and I have compassion for it, that and I can support them in certain ways, let's say. I don't, but let's say I did. Uh, I don't support violence uh, by anybody for any reason, uh, but I can understand it and have compassion for it. So I can understand how a person of color supporting rioters who are freaking out uh, would feel ashamed, could trigger shame, could feel shamed that someone is trying to shame them by saying, you know, not by any means necessary, but by peaceful means only, that that could be a rebuke, that could be an admonition, you know, um, admonishment rather. And um, that is totally understandable to me. And so to me, that's why it's, it's not necessarily good to, like I looked at some of the things I put up on Facebook from King and Gandhi, and I so believe them. They are such statements of truth, but maybe it's not the right time for them right now. You know, maybe, maybe we'll come back to that after we've cooled off a bit, you know. Um, and uh, like last night, I was just thinking, 
or maybe it was the night before, I can't remember. I guess it was last night. I just was hearing Sam Cooke in my head singing Change Gonna Come like Arvo was talking about. You know, I just needed to hear him singing that so soulfully like he does. And I posted that on Facebook, you know. Um, but the truth is, the facts are that the biggest changes that I'm aware of that have happened with any oppressive regime or government or society that have changed, the biggest changes I'm aware of that successfully happened were using the practice of nonviolence. That's Gandhi in India. It's uh, with, with the, um, oh, I can't think of the movement in Poland now. Can't think of the name of it, but because um, it's, it's a Polish word. Uh, but, and of course, the civil rights movement here in the 60s. So to me, nonviolence is the way. And so the means is in the end. The means is in the end. You cannot get to peace through war. It does not, it doesn't end war to, you know, it doesn't bring peace. It will just bring a temporary cessation and that's not what we're interested in here, but we still have to understand our brothers and sisters and their perspective and not speak down to them. Uh, not that you ever would, Kel. Great question. I'm going to stay on a bit longer. I know you have to go, so. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing it up. <clears throat> thank you, everyone. Just on that note, could I just say, Jennifer, that when I initially began to see your postings and, you know, you were encouraging nonviolence and King, and the, to me, just honestly, it felt like you weren't making a stand about what you believed. It felt very much like very kind of passive to me. And so I just I just waited. Um, and then when I saw your blog on Sunday, I, and I also saw the effect of you posting that, um, coming under attack, people leaving. I mean, I, I saw the impact of you taking a stand. And yet I was, I was just so grateful that you did because I understand that you have a lot of influence in terms of helping people see a perspective that they may never have considered. Yeah. And so I just wanted I wanted to just give that full disclosure and say that, um, so thank you for bringing up the issue of, you know, and the peaceful portion as well. So And uh, I'll, I'll say to all of you, Cal, don't, don't feel you have to stay. I don't want you to be late for your client. Um, but I'll say to all of you who will listen later and things like that, that if you ever feel, like you just said, Arva, you know, about the king and the Gandhi quotes, if you ever feel that I'm out of touch, that I'm not paying attention, or that some people would like to hear from me, just, just contact me right away. Be direct. You don't need to beat around the bush. I'm a big girl. I wear my big pants every day, my big girl pants every day. And, uh, and that, for me, partly it's being an Enneagram 8, but the directness and the clarity and the willingness to say, you might not like to hear this, but I, I, I feel you need to know, that to me is an expression of love. Like, you're trying to help me, 
you know, the five love languages, my number one that beats them all out is acts of service, not surprising. And it's an act of service when people say to me, you, you're missing something here or what you did had an effect you didn't intend or anything like that is, I consider that a tremendous act of service and act of love. That's how I receive it. So um, I just like to make sure people speak up. Because I have to say, when the whole George Floyd thing happened, I had to take a step back because, uh, quite honestly, I couldn't handle it in that moment. I had to take a step back. And I'm, I, I don't have a TV. I'm not watching news. And I'm very careful about what I let myself see and hear. And so I just took a big step back. And I was, I was feeling the effects and I was finding myself crying every day, even though I was not paying attention to the news. There, you know, just like a couple of quick dips into the headlines. And yet I'm, I was finding myself, uh, just, just crying because of, I could just feel what people were going through. So it took me a little while to calibrate to it. And, but I, when I went back and saw my own King and Gandhi posts, I was like, I really was like, oh, girl, you missed the mark there. You missed the mark there. But that's all right. I don't have, you know, I, I'm a learner, and I, I share from my learning, so it's all good. And and I did feel when I put that in my blog on Sunday, the Garrick McFadden piece, that I was I was like, I feel compelled to do this. But, you know, I kept checking in with spirit. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right, am I doing the God thing? Um, or, you know, is this really the right thing? And I knew people would give me heat for it or whatever. But I'm like, I, I can take the heat. I can take it. Phil. And the thing I just wanted to say a couple things, one of that which, you know, I struggled. I struggled because one of the things that, you know, some other folks who said from Course in Miracles said, you know, oh, we're giving too much importance to the body. Yeah. And we are spirit. And right now, we are just uh, at the spirit level, there's nothing. And so why are we making a big deal out of it? And that was, and, uh, you know, I even said the spirit uses everything for our learning. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I shouldn't do this or that. I have to do what the Spirit says to me to do. That And that actually gave me a lot more comfort, you know, to say to the Spirit, I don't even understand why I'm doing it. You show me, I want to do this with you. And the second thing that I did was, I am so grateful, Jennifer, that you, you put this in our... Uh, journal loving your enemy from I took that and even though it had 
all my journal private thing, I give the journal to my daughter. And I said, I want you to read this from King, Loving Your Enemies. I said, it has so much more. And I said, I'm, I'm rereading it too. And so she started reading. And then she said she was not done with it. And she said she could take it in her room. And, I, and because she said, I want to read it before going to bed. And I said, you can have it. And even though it has all my private stuff, I don't care. You can have it. That's beautiful. Very beautiful. And you know what else you can do with her is in your Masterful Living Class videos is the video I made with the audio of the speech and the, the words on the screen. So you can also... so. To me, I, I love the sound of his voice. You know, he has one of the most wake-you-up voices in the world. So being able to let her listen to it and read it on the screen. But she, she's going to have to do it through the Master of Living because I, I, um, I don't have the right to publish that speech. I'm, I'm definitely breaking the law, but for a good cause. And uh, so, um, yeah. I mean, other people have the, you can read, anybody can listen to the speech online for free uh, in several places, but it's the, to me, it's a combination of being able to read and listen at the same time is helpful. Yeah. And so I just can't make it public, so it's private, that video. Yeah. And Jennifer, I, I definitely had a sense that given just what I know about you and, you know, in our most recent counseling call, some of the work that you've done, you know, yourself, that I did have the sense that all of it, the intensity may be just too much in this moment and that, you know, so it was also a process of me having trust and faith and just show me spirit, you know, looking at my own sort of feelings about that and making sure I wasn't going into judgment. So that was, I think, for me, the really important part. But I really appreciate you also telling us all very clearly about coming to you when things are feeling out of sorts for us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because you folks are in leadership in this ministry. I need to be able to rely upon you to help me, too. Yeah. Yep. And I'm really interested in your ideas for classes and discussions. I'm really interested in that. I have a few other things I'd like to talk about before we close, and I know we're over time, and I, I don't have a lot more time. But, Tamalyn, I, I put you on hold so we could hear Cal. I just had a feeling she needed to get that taken care of. Um, I want to come back to what you were going to share. I'm just going to share about the, uh, doing the sessions of the group, you know, in the spiritual counseling training. Um, I know that I can do it. It's just that getting started, you know, in the beginning. This is like opening a business, you know, for me. And then I'm training like hands. Yeah, like um, what they call it, um, on-the-job training. Yeah. <laughs> on exactly. my career training, right? And uh, so what I do is um, I, you know, I got – people that I know 
that I can share with and, um, you know, tell them, you know, because I have several groups that I'm in, and they're women groups. And uh, so I can share with them what I'm doing, you know, and if they want a session with me, you know, they can get one, you know. So that's how I'm really, you know, putting myself out there with them. And then if they know anyone, you know, and plus um, I know getting started can be, you know, a process. And so what I'm doing is I was on the call in our community call with Arba and Steve, and it was just so much that she was giving us. You know, it was great what she was giving us, how to get started and everything. So it kind of had me to get on the on the court and actually, you know, go and post, you know, the uh, the postings of, you know, that I'm here, you know, um, I'm doing my training, you know, and I would like to um, – get some people to, you know, to come to me, you know, it was something like that, but, you know, basically, and so, um, so Arva, so Arva saw it, you know, in, and, uh, in one of the, um, groups she was in, I think it was a Facebook group or something, and she saw the posting, and so, um, so, you know, she was telling us how to do our pictures, you know, to put it in the spiritual counseling, and so, you know, I was going to have my friends, you know, the people that I'm sharing with to go and you know, to actually, um, you know, come into the class, you know, come in, you know, get more familiar with what I'm doing, and they may want to come and do some work here, you know, for some of the things that they're doing. So basically, that's what I'm actually, so I see it's a process getting started, and my ego would get in the way, and I have to get it out the way and say, you know, okay, I'm on track, I'm on time, I'm on purpose with the purpose, and that would help me. So I do bit by bit every day. And then, you know, when I'm with my prayer partner and stuff, you know, she, you know, we, we does, you know, I'm actually practicing on them and they don't actually know it. You know what I'm saying? On the, on my friends and different things, you know, I'm saying, well, how do you feel about that? You know, and then the next thing I would like to do is give them my evaluation, of, <laughs> you know, to see how I did, right? So that's going to come into play too. You know, I'm going to be able to get there evaluations with the uh, forms that we have and different things. So that's all I wanted to share with that. Yeah, I'm glad. And I, I'm going to share with all of you here, uh, I've just asked GJ to um, put, make sure everybody in the certification program that would like to be is in this Facebook group, uh, the Spiritual Counseling Certification Program's Facebook group. And I also want to share that I put in here, um, like here, Lori was looking for a section, a session on May 2nd. So you can put things like that. I put this in here. This is, um, how to look good on video calls for Zoom, FaceTime, and Skype. And then here's another one, cheap ways to look good on video. Uh, and this is, for older women, supposedly, I, I don't know why she says that except, you know, she get more YouTube, whatever, um, make her stand out. But I encourage you to watch those things as well. And because um, what I would say to you is, like, just real quick, like, Tamela, and I know you're not set up to do, you know, you're, you haven't created your environment and all that. You're on your phone. Same with you, Steve. You're out on your porch or whatever. But, um, Phil, is this the way you would do uh, coaching sessions, the way you're set up right now?
I can't unmute you. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I actually do on Skype, and I do face, which is similar to Zoom. I have not been doing coaching on Zoom because they say it's not confidentiality is not so great. So hmm. I'm not sure about that, you know, because people come in sometimes. Some there are some glitches, so I've been using um, Skype. And the other thing that I have used is WhatsApp video, and that has worked well for me too, on WhatsApp video call. Zoom has beefed up their security, but um, in, in just in the last couple of weeks, quite a bit. So just FYI. But here's what I would say to you: um, you're sitting too close to your camera. It's almost a little confrontational that you're sitting that close. And I know that's not your intention. Yeah. No. So you, you see how you can see my head and shoulders here? It just, it makes it more, cause, cause it's just, um, if you're talking with someone, like if they're sitting in the room with you, you probably can see at least their shoulders. You wouldn't sit so close to them that you could only see that the, their neck and head. You'd be sitting so intimately close to them, it would be unusual. Like if I were to come in here, like about where you are, can you see how it feels? It, does, it feels too close, it feels too intimate. But if I come back here, it feels more relaxed and more comfortable. So, and the other thing is, I would, if, if you're going to see a client, I would turn on your lights in the back of your room. Like just get, take your headset off and go do that for a moment. Just go turn on some lights back there. Yeah, take your headset off and go to put on some lights out there. I was going to give you some comments, Arba, but I see you had to turn off your camera. Yeah. So you've got a little bit more headroom than you need. You know, it's like if I came down here, it's just better if we are like head and shoulders in the screen. It really is, is good. But you've got your nice flowers back there, and, and that's good. That's good. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you can work on that a little bit. Uh, I mean, if you could see, I've, I've just bought a, a stand for my computer, but I've been using a box. You know, I just got a box here uh, that I've placed it on so that it's, it's, I like to have the camera just a little above my eye level. All right. So it's a little better, Phil. Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah, if you bring it down there to have the lights on. You, but if, I think if you did uh, put on, a, you know, a little more so that you, it's not like you're in this dark cave. That would be good. I would encourage you to watch those videos. Watch those videos. Yeah. And Arba, you always seem a bit out of focus, a little bit kind of blurry. I don't know what that's about. And if you can't fix it, you can't fix it. It's no big deal. So I have a, a camera that's really fabulous, but I noticed this week or the past couple of weeks that it's been going in and out of focus unless I'm super still. So this is my computer's 
camera, which isn't great. Um, so I, I'm working on that. But usually I use my, I have a ProCam, and I use that one. Have you tried just even um, cleaning the, the lens on your camera, your computer camera? No, we could do that. <laughs> that might alleviate it. It might just be a thumbprint or something on it. So. Yeah, that's much better. So this is the camera when I when I was doing video and stuff. It's the one I usually use, but because I've been having a little trouble with it, guys. Yeah. So thank you for that tip. I will definitely work on that camera. Yeah, I, and and uh, and just you know, not so much headroom, and um, yeah, because the 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 camera you just plugged in, you, your skin tones are much warmer. You're you're warmer instead of grayer. Yeah. And if we're sitting by light bulbs, okay, just FYI, because in the wintertime, a lot of us, we've got to sit by light bulbs. We don't have all the sunshine pouring in. So if, if you're sitting by light bulbs, there's basically two kinds of light bulbs. They are cool and they are warm. You don't want the cool. The cool is sunlight. And you think, you think sunlight, that'll be great, but sunlight is cool. And what you really want is warm. It's more, it, it makes you look more alive, more attractive, you know, just more relatable. So those are my little tips on that stuff. Yeah. But play around with your background a bit, Phil, just to warm it up and make it, you see, I, I always have all these flowers, people are always commenting on them. Sometimes I think it's a little too much, but it's just my thing. It's my thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I see. I went to film school, so I learned a lot of this stuff, and uh, and most people have no clue about it. So I'm just. Oh, I was going to ask Steve how he's doing. Oh well, we lost Steve. Okay. I'm going to pray. Thanks for being here today. I'm so glad to be able to connect with all of you and hear how you're doing. So grateful and thankful for the infinite love, the pure intelligence and the wisdom, the creative love of God that shines in our awareness, that surrounds us and enfolds us. So grateful and thankful that we can choose to know the fullness of love as our very identity. And we are helping our brothers and sisters to do the same. Everything we need is being provided to us. It is within us. We have access to it. We live in this highly responsible field of love and light and wisdom that is always supporting us, always for us, never against us. We are grateful and thankful that God always succeeds, love always succeeds, and we are grateful to know that we are successful and we share the benefits of our success with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye for now. Goodbye.